Hello, pudding people. And we're back. Today we have another movie inter- uh, review. Not a movie interview, a movie review. I wish it was a movie interview. I'd like to get a, a room full of uh, several of these people and talk to them. But uh, alas, we are not that famous famous yet. Yet. Yes, we'll have interviews. We'll have one-on-ones where they sit in front of the camera and we can ask them nonsensical questions about their movie career and their past and all that type of stuff. <laughs> so, today we have a review. Now, typically, so let's preface this by saying that typically the, the reviews that we do as a combo yes. are very specific to an extent, right? Yeah. A lot of Marvel movies, a lot of comic book movies. We've done The Predator. Um, we're, we're going to do a few others that are... Not necessarily all the same, but in the same kind of vein, the same kind of feel. Sci-fi, fantasy, comic book, very nerdy kind of kind of stuff. Yes. So the review that we're doing today kind of deviates from our normal track of what we would review. Um, our review today is for A Star Is Born. The uh, the one from like 1940. Judy Garland is amazing, but no. <laughs> Oh, good. So the one from 1970. Well, Chris Christopherson, um, his performance, I think, just really is the bee's knees. I think it was like 1970, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Before he was uh, Blade's handyman. Yeah, the whistler. The whistler, yes. Uh, those, Those were some interesting, interesting days. Back then, no. Of course, we are of course talking about the more uh, more recent one when it hit theaters. What was it? Thursday, this past Thursday. Yeah. So we, at this point, that movie is is that it's a week old. Yeah, maybe. So um, it's the seventeenth of October when we're recording right now. So it's fresh in our memories. Um, we, we've seen it recently, Ken, more recently than what I have. Um, but we're going to do our standard review on the movie in that we'll give a real brief, Hey, should you watch this non-spoiler review after that? We'll kind of dig a little deeper in, kind of give our scores, give our ideas on what we thought about the individual components that went to creating this movie. So what did you think? Uh, was this uh, was this the type of movie that you would go out and see regularly on your own? I'm by my lonesome. I need something to do. Go to the movie theater and see it? No. However, after watching this, I would tell almost anybody, if you got the time and you got 10 bucks, go and see this movie. So my thought process and like in watching this, this is not one that I would have gone to see had it not been for my significant other wanting to go and see this movie. Sometimes there are movies that I'm like, I really don't want to go uh, go with your sister. You know, I think you guys, you guys will enjoy it better and you'll enjoy that time together better than if we went and I was sulking in the chair next to you. Um, this one I kind of had a neutral outlook on before I went into the movie to begin with. But... Um, and I had no preference, no predecessor as far as watching the other two movies. I just went into it knowing a little bit, little bits and pieces of it. And I really thought the movie was really, really good. Um, I think I feel like this movie, from a performance and a box office standpoint, 
Venom came out real strong and then it dipped, but it's still good and then it's going to dip and dip. I think this one will be steady. I think this one will keep up for a while as people read more about it or see better things about it that it will stay popular for a while. It'll stay in the theaters for a while. Um, then they'll, it'll probably get, I have a feeling that this will get a few Oscar nominations and it'll come back to life. I can't say that with confidence, but I just know how sentimental people are when it comes to some of those types of things. So mm. not, not saying that the, the, what people are talking about from an Oscar standpoint merit Oscar nominations. I'm not saying that, but I just feel like that it's got that type of appeal to people. I know you probably don't have the same type of opinion uh, on this one. Okay, so coming at it from a slightly different different perspective, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. I did not see the original Judy Garland. I, I've seen bits and pieces of the uh, Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson version. Um, but I still, much like Richard, went into the theater with zero expectations other than the fact that I liked the two prime uh, players in the film mm-hmm. um, and tried to try to keep it in that kind of mindset uh, and, and go from there. Much like Richard, I, I don't know too many people that I would say you definitely need to go see this out in the theaters, but it was good. Um, it is something that I would definitely watch on a streaming service or, or rent a, a Blu-ray or something of that. Maybe, maybe not own in my collection. Uh, it would kind of depend on what the cost of the yeah. of the disc was. Um, okay, so I know this kind of this kind of retread of the past is popular a lot of times in terms of the average viewer. But considering the way the academy works and and how much of it is is really about how the movie is presented to those that are voting on it? Correct. It's like it's like you're running a political race, yeah. right? Um, maybe it might get some Oscar nods just from that because it sure seems that it had a, more than its fair share of um, ad campaign and and publicity. And so maybe, do I think that it deserves any sort of Academy nod? No, no, not really. No, no. I I can see how it would. I'm not. Yeah, like I said, I'm not saying that it deserves yeah, those. Yeah. But we'll see. Well, we'll see. So that's that's where we leave it in our pre-spoiler uh, uh, estimation yes, of the film. Absolutely. So. Just as before, and as always, because we are a scientifically-minded group of two people with no science degree uh, between <laughs> us, we are going to break it down. Skyenge. Well, you know, it's, it's useful. Break it down to its individual categories of cast, director, and editing, costume and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing. Each get their own amount of points and maybe some bonus points depending upon what we feel like doing mm-hmm. at any given time. So from this point on, if you have not seen the movie and you wish to see the movie and you do not wish to have it messed up for you, well, uh, stop, please. You know, it's not our fault after this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cast. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. So I have a lot I have a lot of individual thoughts 
on this movie. And I guess a lot of them revolve around the cast and maybe the preparation of the cast mm. before they actually partook, part, partake, they, before they partook, past tense, before they started filming this movie. Okay. Um, the cast as a whole in this one. Okay, so the main characters obviously are Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's had her, she's been an artist in her own right for quite some time. Um, she multi-talented from what she can do, what she can produce, how she can sing, that type of stuff. So putting her in this role as a performer made sense. Putting Certainly. her in this role as an actress, maybe not. Well, Barbara Streisand wasn't really... It was the same thing. They've done that with each thing. version of the film. They put somebody in that has the musical chops... And the acting, yeah, it's secondary. But, you know, Chris Christopherson, he was a musician, right? So, like, it made sense. So, this one, Bradley Cooper. Okay, so let's do I, the band that Bradley Cooper's band, like, the, his background. Okay. All right. Um, this goes back to the cast, all right? Yeah. yeah. Do you, I don't, I don't know, do you know who the background people are? I, I knew several individuals. I mean, they got real musicians. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, for those out there, if you read a little deeper into it, so that band is Willie Nelson's son's band, yeah. right? So like the, they're legit, they were on, they, they, they tour, they're, they're all over the place. For a year, Leading up to this movie, Bradley Cooper hung out with him and trained how to play the guitar. Learned how to play the guitar. Now, did he learn how to play the guitar like a, like a master? No. No. But in all of the musical things that you see, that is actually him singing. That is actually him playing the guitar. They didn't record it and dub it. That is actually him providing his own chops yeah. for that you can if if you listen to the music and you listen to his guitar solos you can you can tell when you listen to him singing you can tell but that's like it's not like he just went into it and tried no no he prepped for this movie he wanted to do this movie to the best that he could do this movie i have one <laughs> <laughs> I have one thing with Bradley Cooper. He was really good in this movie. Oh, yeah. When I left this movie, the first thing that popped into my head was I want to listen. I wanted to listen to the, the music in this. Again, the soundtrack's available. Sure. You can get anywhere. Um, I listened, I've listened to the soundtrack, and this is telling and how much I like this movie. I've listened to the soundtrack to this movie probably since I've watched it all the way through Five times, I would say, and bits and pieces like song here, song here, song here, uh, a few more times. And I challenge you as the listener, I challenge you to listen to the songs that uh, Bradley Cooper sings. I challenge you to not listen to that song and envision Rocket the Raccoon singing that song. <laughs> I challenge it's It's impossible. It's impossible. It's so funny. Listen to the song and just someone's already done. I know they had to have done it, that they made a video and they did Rocket voicing the thing and they put his song over the top of it. It's 
it's funny to me. Like that's that's a rocket scene. That song. Yeah. That. Okay. Well. Okay. So. I love Bradley Cooper. He, you know, ever since I, I mean, the first time I was exposed to him was in Wedding Crashers as the jerk boyfriend. Um, and, you know, seen him in a bunch of stuff. Wet since. American Summer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, you referenced Rocket from all the MCU movies, but the movie Limitless, I really loved. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to, of course, he was involved with the television show, uh, the Hangover series, for those that like that sort of thing. Well, it wasn't my specific cup of tea, but I thought he was more than adequate in, in those films. Um, so he, I tend to like things that he is in. I, he is one of those actors that I, if he's in it, there's a good chance I'm going to go watch it just because of that. And you could definitely see the effort that he put in to doing the role. Though I'm not certain that he achieved quite the level that, the, that they wanted that he wanted. We'll get to that when we talk about specifically some of the cinematography. But just just suffice it to say, I, I mean, I mean, he he obviously got there. But I'm 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 curious. I'm I'm not certain that it was quite where where he wanted it to be at the time. Um, the thing that really stuck with me wasn't so much that you know the voice of uh, Rocket Raccoon on the songs. He was so clearly, so clearly wanting to emulate Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah. That, I, I noticed that the, from the first, like, before we even saw Sam Elliott, before yeah. we even knew he was in the movie, yeah. I'm like, this, why is he doing Sam Elliott's voice? And they even address it, in a way, in the film several mm-hmm. times. And, and like, okay, so it's like, he, I see why they were trying to do that. They're, they're brothers. Yeah, yeah. Th- that, that makes sense. Like, sure. if you're, yeah, you will inevitably sound alike if you're living together or if you're together with each other for the same time and you're in the same area. You're, like that's just that makes sense. I get it. And I'm kind of of two minds of it. One, it's a fantastic <laughs> Sam Elliott oh, yeah. impersonation. I mean it's it's dead on. Um and for that part it's 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 very impressive and the the brothers thing. But knowing what he sounds like and then seeing him do the Sam Elliott voice it threw me off just a little bit. Well, see, the other thing, too, is the Bradley Cooper that you're used to seeing, I would imagine, is Bradley Cooper without long hair. Or maybe longer hair, but not long hair. Yeah. yeah. And I think him with that longer hair, him with a hat on for a good portion of the movie, took me out of that normal view of what I expected what my mind thinks, what my mind tries to process when like, oh, that's Bradley Cooper, you know? But it's the same thing with Lady Gaga. Everybody thinks of her as a meat dress and blonde hair, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not everybody, but you you didn't get that version of her in this movie, right? You got got a quote, air quote that you can't see because we're recording this, a normal version of her, not sometimes she, she is outspoken in how she... Has her hair or her her look, her dress, her shoes or whatever. Maybe not so much now, but that's what everybody's, like I said, meat dress. Hmm. So, like, that's what they picture her, I think, of when they, when they Lady Gaga. What does she look like? Outlandish outfits. And, and yep. And this was just more. Not so much. Now, yeah. I, I realized something that we're going to have to put in future episodes when we do this and when we do the, the spoiler-free section. We should probably put whether there is an extensive uh, 
violence and or nudity in the film as Ooh. a warning too. Just, you know, something to keep in mind because that also surprised me a, a little bit. I mean, uh, there is just a little bit of nudity in the film. Yeah. Um, it's so it's rated R yeah. mainly because of the F bombs all throughout it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a, a few hints of some, some, some boobs. Just, a, just a little bit, but and, that's, you know, it's not, not a big deal. Just something that occurred to me, you know, and, you know, I'm I'm learning, doing this, learning as I go. But I am yeah. um, a huge fan of Lady Gaga. I uh, maybe huge fan is a bit of an overstatement, but I have a great respect for her talent. I, you know, you're talking about thinking of the meat dress. That was exactly the type of person I was before I started listening to her music. Um, I just dismissed her completely before. Uh, I heard anything because how can somebody that is going to wear these outlandish outfits and that's the hook for who you are, there's no way you're that good. And then she did the musical guest spot on SNL and she killed it. And that was enough to go, okay, I was I was off. I was way wrong on that. Yeah, she's and, good. Yeah, she yeah. is fantastic. I have an appreciation for her as an artist in many facets. Her type of music is not something that is my favorite type of music but if she's on i'll listen to it and not get annoyed by it let's call it you know like i i have a couple of her songs on my phone like it's just like the the poppy style of music has never been my style of music so i've I've never had a problem with that pop i like pretty much everything so that that was not an issue so bringing that in so i already knew she was excellent in that regard um, and she'd done a couple of sketches on SNL, but I hadn't really seen any acting work. Uh, she had actually been in a couple of uh, items before this. I mean, she was in Machete Kills. Uh, That's true. She mm-hmm. was in uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, uh, uh, Muppets, um, Most Wanted, uh, American Horror Story. That's uh, right. She was a recurring character in one of the seasons in that, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So she's, she's had some experience, not a ton, but some. But, you know, in my mind, I'm still thinking singer, 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 and I'm concerned about how she's going to do in, in this kind of environment, which it was completely unfounded. She did, she did more than passable. She did she did a very good job. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And I think part of it is playing a very familiar role. It's it's like it feels like training wheels almost mm-hmm. uh, go into it. Here's here's your first really big movie you're going to be in. And let's make sure you feel that it's something that is kind of familiar, and you're going to be able to definitely hit it. Well, they are the what the producers, the the, the writer, like the people who are in control of the movie, didn't want Lady Gaga. They wanted Beyonce, and they wanted somebody else. But Bradley Cooper fought for Lady Gaga. They had done some practices together and he was like yeah we got to do this like this is the this is the person we need for this movie so he's the one that actually fought he because he wasn't everybody's first choice Mm. for this movie even though he's the one that's directing this movie yeah and she was his choice wasn't everybody else's choice yeah that that kind of makes sense to a certain extent i mean beyonce is hugely uh talented as well i don't know how how well that would have worked. I don't know what, I, that's probably why the chemistry probably wouldn't have been quite, quite the same. Yeah. Like, so 
I, guess, I mean, I guess their voice talents are different too. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- that's, but they have that extreme voice talent, and they're both in the pop family of yeah. of stuff, and are just like larger than life stars. So those similarities all make sense to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It would have been interesting to see if they'd have gone a different direction, but I'm glad they went the direction they did, and I think it worked really well. Yep. So, okay, I've just got to bring up the one other thing. As I was, did you have anybody that you, you know, you, you had a couple surprise people in there seeing like Dave Chappelle? Everybody knows Dave Chappelle. Noodles, I think was his character's name. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ever actually. They never actually said his name. I, I don't think they did. If you, if you look in, I was looking through the, oh the the credits at the end. It's like, oh something something noodles something. I just got noodles out of it. So that's that's pretty funny. But you know, seeing Dave Chappelle and anything is always kind of a, a little treat. Mm-hmm. He he did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seemed a little nervous. Isn't the right word, but it was not his normal bag really so i think it was maybe a, a stretch for him a little bit kind of trying to flex some different acting muscles than he's used to to using or flex his big old cannons yeah i know right he he must work out <laughs> but okay the dice man that was the one i was going for i did not recognize him at first I, I, as soon as he popped up on there i was like that no that's 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 the dice man come on is that <laughs> Is that really him? I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. And he did great. He like, did. He, he did. did great. That, that, was pro- that would have been probably the thing I would have been most nervous about. You're going to put Andrew Dice Clay in a caring father role. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, he was great. It, it, and maybe it's just a time thing. Who knows? It just Maybe he always had that talent. He just decided to make you know obscene jokes for a number of years, and that's what everybody knows him for. But yeah. you know, I saw him on the screen. It's like, man, he looks really familiar. Why Why do I know this guy? Oh, okay. We that's, see him normally with more hair. More more hair. <clears throat> and, uh, blacker hair. And, yeah, that's true, yes. Sunglasses on, maybe cigarettes. So, uh, and... Not a suit and tie on, so like pretty much everything different about him is what you normally see him as. Pretty much, yeah. so yeah, throws you off. But you know, you also had like, uh, of course, the little Alec Baldwin thing with the SNL. SNL that was just, that was nice. Yep, you know, just kind of a kind of a nod, a, a little wink, wink mm-hmm. to to the to the audience, which is is really kind of nice. Um, uh, Ron Rifkin was one of the other drivers. Yes, so I was going to say the from the family of the drivers that were in there. Um, Ron Rifkin, I recognize him, but um, Michael Harney, mm-hmm. uh, he was one of the other uh, people. Uh, he was in. People will recognize him from, in my opinion, from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, he was a corrections officer that was in the seasons with that. That's where I recognized him from. Uh, I, I feel like a, almost everybody in this movie oh, yeah. you've recognized in some form or fashion. Barry Shabaka Henley, who was in Heroes and Heroes, yep. Barbershop television show and uh, Rush Hour, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Greg um, Grunberg, who was also in Heroes 
and, and is in like everything. Yes, he has. I love seeing him in stuff. I love that dude. I mean, ever since he was in Heroes, he was one of my favorite characters in that show. Yeah, you you see that. So he he was. Or I should say he played one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he played. He was uh, the driver. We're talking about the guy that was the yeah. driver yeah. of um, the limo, the limo, well, whatever. The SUV. Tahoe, whatever it is. Yeah, he was the driver that was. Uh, Bradley Cooper's driver, you know, in the beginning sequence and then drove him. Yeah, that guy. So, yeah, that was kind of a nice scene. Uh, thanks in there. Of course, Eddie Griffin had that little just a little the, smidgen in there. The, the, the preacher. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. I like Eddie Griffin, too. He, he usually makes me laugh. Didn't in this movie. They didn't give him a chance to. I was, I was nope. like, come on, have him tell a joke. This is it's Eddie Griffin. Dave Chappelle and Eddie Griffin. No jokes. No jokes. What's going on? No, low key. You're, you're trying to flip the entire uh, nature of the world on me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. My favorite little thing. I mean, we were talking about the the band behind uh, the band behind Cooper was a real band, but it wasn't just that. It was the band on stage for the uh, Roy Orbison tribute. Mm-hmm. That was real musicians. Those were too. all real. Yep. So I mean, you had uh, uh, Marlon Williams uh, up on stage doing the the vocals, if I remember correctly. Um, that was kind of fun. <clears throat> but my biggest little geek out moment because of you know what I listened to when I was a kid, which is I guess kind of telling. But Don was was on stage. And I, I can tell exactly when you're listening to us talking right now, you go, Don was? Who's that? <laughs> but there was a there was a band called Was Not Was that was kind of a, a funk pop band in the 80s. You know, Walk the Dinosaur, Spy in the House of Love. Uh, they did a cover of Papa's Rolling Stone. You know, uh, Out Come the Freaks. You know, a lot of really fun songs and a lot of really weird songs. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, that was, that was one of my kind of formative bands and, and it was, it's, it was just kind of, kind of neat to see him up on stage, you know, also that was sweet. Yeah. There, I just feel like they, from a cast standpoint, from a realism standpoint, like they tried their, their best to make it legit, you know, yeah. like the people in the forefront, the people in the background, the people surrounding everybody. I, I I think they did a really solid job from a casting standpoint. Definitely, definitely. And while everything didn't go perfectly, and maybe some of, there were some hiccups here and there, I mean, for for what this is, I don't think you could have asked for more. Maybe not perfect, but really solid. What out of twenty? What do you think you would give the casting? So it's hard. It's hard to give perfect marks on anything. Mm. You know, like I don't give perfect scores on things. I'll do a nineteen on this one. 19 so on this one, all right. So I'm, I'm maybe I liked it. I don't think I liked it that much in terms of the casting. I'm really solid. I'm, I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a solid uh, probably a sixteen. Yeah. Yep. That's a good range, I think. So, um, director. This is where we move on to director. Okay. So who's the director of this? That's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> so what do you think about films where the, the star is also the director? Well, um, Clint Eastwood's done that for how long now? Yeah. Um, you can do it if you're good, yeah. if you're smart, 
if you're talented. Bradley Cooper is all of those. Yeah. So yeah. I think he'll be probably directing more things um, after after um, Tim, well uh, the director from. The Guardians of the Galaxies, oh, both of those. Gun. gun. Yeah. James, James? Yeah, yeah, James. So after he was gone, uh, there was like a, a a crowd suggestion of, well, Bradley Cooper, he can direct that one. They it's wanted true. him. They wanted him to to do that. I don't think that he wants to do that that movie. Maybe I could be wrong, but I think there'll be more of him directing a lot of things in the future. A lot of which he will be directing himself in. So I, I think makes sense. I, I I don't think that that'll be. I don't think in this movie it was ever an issue. I don't think if if you're talented enough that it is an issue. No, no. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll ping pong this back. I'll just touch on. I, I agree. I don't think it matters in this instance that the director and the and the lead actor are the same. Uh, as you mentioned, he's got more than enough skill to pull this off. As his inaugural outing as director, it was good. I think there were some mistakes, but all in all, I think it was good. Yeah, I, I think I think in this one, it could be due more to a, a script thing. It could be. Because um, this script... So the movie itself is over two hours long. Which really surprised me a little bit. I found that the pacing was an issue with this movie. Definitely. Um, I didn't mind the pace at the beginning as they are showing bits and pieces of things and people and their situations. and I, I didn't mind those. The middle of it paced really weird. You know, like it just... It was running fast, but to nowhere. Yes, like just like suddenly you're this, and suddenly it's this, and suddenly it's this, and suddenly it's this. Like it, it, like the middle of the film just developed out of not nowhere, but like not where it should have been. And then in the end, they slowed it down, but it was still too jump from here to here to here to here to here to here. Like yeah, I I just found. To me, the biggest issue that I had in general with the movie was the pacing of the movie. You can't, unless it's a Lord of the Rings movie, you can't make a three-hour movie, right? No, that's that's difficult. Just, that's just not what people want. This could have been two and a half hours. Yeah. It could have been longer. It could have been longer and put more things in to show, I don't know, more intricacies maybe. But that was my issue, pacing. Yeah, I think pacing is is a good uh, a good chunk of it. I think um, there were some there were some it didn't you know while we talked we talked about chemistry briefly between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, and I think their chemistry generally was good, but it wasn't consistent. And I don't know if that was. Um, I don't know if that was an issue with the writing again or whether that was directing. So some, sometimes it seemed like they were clicking. They were feeding off their lines uh, really well to each other. Occasionally it seemed a little hesitant uh, here and there uh, where it seemed like some cues were missed maybe just a little bit. Um, some of the choice of expression that, that, uh, 
that some of the characters had, both Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's characters had, when you're looking at their reactions to things, were a little strange, uh, sometimes a little strained. Un- unnatural. Unnatural. Yep. Yeah. And and part of a good director is being able to pull that out of your actors, yeah. right? Or tell them, like, I like like what you're feeling that that scene should go. Okay, what are you feeling? So, like, getting that feedback between both director and actor-actress as to how you should deliver, how you should feel, how you should look. Yeah, so. I think that's that's really my only commentary on that. And, you know, as with anything, this could be completely in my head. I, I you know, it's not like we're uh, Juilliard trained actors or or have extensive experience in the director's chair ourselves. We've just watched a lot of movies. Um, yep. Yep. But that's that's just the that's the impression I got. So how do you think he did in his initial uh, debut? How many points is he worth for this initial shot? So out of twenty, um, I, I think this one is more than passing. Mm-hmm. Um, for for sure. So that's that's more the realm of like the the fifteen, right? So that's seventy five percent. Yeah, that's a it's a solid C. Yeah, right. I think that's good. I that think was, fifteen is fair. That was exactly what I gave it was a fifteen. Um, so easy enough. So I'm going to use a very I'm going to use the word multiple times in my review of this, and that's why I didn't give it as high a rating as I might have given it to something else. I've already used it once. I'm going to use it again as we move on to costuming and props, and that word is inconsistent. Um, what did you think of the costuming and the props? Well, you know what? Everybody looked – I think everybody looked the part. I don't know what the part exactly needed to be to an extent, um, what type of rock and roll character was the main character in this one, right? What type of music were they playing? You know, kind like, like a, country rock, maybe, yeah. sort of. So is the hat and boots and jeans, like, is, is that the direction to go all the time? He was always, you know, he was in a hat a lot. Um, she was in... She evolved throughout, right? Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. had her waitress stuff on, and then she moved to normal, quote, normal stuff, and then she moved on to more of her pop career things. So, like, she progressed. She evolved through her outfits. <coughs> I liked the I liked the, um, the little house, their house in the country, the shed. It wasn't too bad. I, I, I like that. I like the look and feel of that. The small house that they were in at home that she and dad lived together in. Though that's more in the location. That's location stuff. Yeah. But the props within there, right? Because it was just a small, small confined space. You had her dinner table and you had your kitchen stuff and those type of things. And she had her bedroom upstairs. Yeah. That all looked natural to me. Um, I, you know what? I didn't really have... Any big gripes? Any big gripes as far as... What I was seeing, I didn't have like, oh my, oh my gosh, that hat is awesome, or like, no, no, like, it didn't detract from the movie from me. So that, in a sense, like when you when you see some of the movies that are just really in depth with these features, right? Like those people put hard work into making those oh yeah things look so like 
authentic. That is an accentuation of the time period, those types of things. Sure. You're not going to get that out of this movie. No, no, no. But you're not going to get a detraction from it either. And, and well, I mean, for the most part, it was fine. I mean, as, as you were talking about, a lot of it was, was perfectly passable. Like the instrumentation, they were using real instruments. Instruments look great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't, wasn't too much to that. Um, the outfits, um, maybe it was intended just because he's supposed to have a unique look, but I didn't see Bradley Cooper's attire changing much throughout the entire film. I mean, he had swim trunks on once, and he had a special suit on for when he was on the awards program. But pretty much, it was the same hat, the same outfit throughout the entire thing. And it mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty okay. I mean, it was nondescript as the best. I mean, so it wasn't something to pop. Maybe it wasn't meant to pop. Okay. Then you've got, uh, then you've got uh, Lady Gaga. And, you know, she's known for her outfits. But that's not what this movie is. Mm-hmm. Does, it, does it match what, what she would be, you know, portraying? And so her basic garb was very basic. Her other stuff was okay. It, it didn't, it felt fake. It's like, this is what I believe pop clothing for a video shoot is supposed to look like. It, it didn't feel very authentic um, in several instances. Yeah, I didn't know what direction they were trying to go from a pop character for her in this movie. No, I, I, this is not the Lady Gaga character. No. This is the character no. for the movie, exactly. and, I, and I get that. And she turned into a pop artist in the middle of the movie in the weird pacing situations. So I get like, you're right. Like what that was kind of like, like this is a weird transition. Like all of a sudden she's this type of character. It was a little odd. So, I mean, one of the perfect examples that I think I can bring up from that is, uh, you know, the billboard, the, the alley billboard, the height of their, their design is her face and her name. That's it. Yeah. With red hair. With red blonde, hair. Was it red hair? I don't know. Yeah, I remember. Not blonde hair. Yeah. Or red, red blonde. Yeah, whatever. It, but that's the thing. It was extremely basic, which was a little odd, I guess. You could see a billboard like that. If I saw a billboard like that out in the real world, I would remember it just about as well as I'm remembering it from the movie right now. Yeah. And this, If this is supposed to be a high, highly promoted, this is her brand new debut album and we're going to just hype the crap out of this that's not the billboard you see that's all you need man you know she's a big star yeah 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 i don't think so um the um the supporting cast they all had kind of average clothes and i guess it's it's not meant to maybe it was not meant to detract from the storytelling or whatever but whatever it is none of it made me go just wow i mean it's okay but it's a little inconsistent throughout yeah. So uh, I gave that an eight out of ten. I think. I mean, for what it was, it was fine. I, yeah, I'll go with an eight. That, that's very right up the correct alley. I think. Yeah. But that bleeds into location. You're talking about the houses uh, and enjoying the houses. Um, I thought the, the locations were actually pretty pretty solid. Yeah, because you had <clears throat> you had the restaurant, you had the bar. The bar is fantastic. Outside, inside, um, you had 
the different venues that were played in. Um, like I said, the the one one spot I really liked a lot was their cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Let's call it. It's not a cabin. I know that. But, um, <laughs> there were no horror monsters. Away. No, nobody getting any diseases or anything like that. Um, that part looked really cool. They had <coughs> in the all the places they did performances. Those were real places. Yeah. So like, so they looked great. They were great. Um, the stage where they did the Grammys that was legit. Like. I'm pretty sure they had the audience there, and they were doing other things anyway, and they like, we're going to do a movie. SNL looks super fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I couldn't help it. <laughs> so I, you didn't see a lot of SNL. No, no, but what I, I think it was actually the, the soundstage. I think they got that, that. If they didn't get the actual soundstage, they did an excellent job of replicating it. Yep. And the back booth uh, where they're they're looking at everything looked about right, too, mm-hmm. from, from pictures that I've seen. So if it wasn't really what it was, that they did a fantastic job of replicating it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that, that was cool. The rehab facility with the pool and like Yeah. That was what it is. Who knows what a, I? I don't know what a rehab facility actually yeah, looks me like. Um, so there was that. Um, when they were on the road on the bike to go out to Arizona, like the little cafe, and then they're out in the desert for a stretch. It was, it was, fine. It was solid. I mean, nothing. There, there were most of it was just kind of mediocre. Is the wrong word. Most of it was solid. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of really good locations, is what what I. Thought. Oh yeah, yep, absolutely. So I, I gave that one the same as I gave the costume and props, pretty much an eight on the dot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so here's where we may diverge a little bit, depending going into the cinematography. I had some problems with the cinematography. Um. One of the things that really got me on this movie, okay, I'm going to dig a little deeper. There is a movie that is out there, and it is, the the star of the movie has two quarters in his name. (laughs) Okay, that was was dumb. Okay. Oh, no, that works. Uh, There is a movie that when, back in my previous days when I worked in movie theaters, and I got to see and watch all the movies or repeatedly watch things, build movies, do all that fun stuff. He was in a movie it's called Get Rich or Die Trying. Now, I'm not saying that that movie was an amazing movie. I'm not saying that that movie was a bad movie. But what really stuck to me on that movie, what really hit me on that movie was the beginning of that movie when it's they're driving in their hoopty. And they've got the cameras stuck to the vehicle, right? So they're, Mm -hmm. like, on the Mm -hmm. sides of the vehicle, kind of down low, facing forward, facing backwards. And they're playing a song. And, like, that song has just got a big driving bass. You know, it's, it's it's a rap song. But, like, the attitude and the way that that was introduced to us by them playing that song... And showing how the cameras were. When you sat in a movie theater, like I I honestly went in to watch the beginning of that movie while it was in the theater a good 15 times just to watch that intro with that song. 
for some reason, that just stuck in my mind. I definitely I went and bought the soundtrack for that mm, for that album specifically for that song. Okay, back to the movie that we're actually reviewing now. That's one of the first things that you saw was him walking on stage, right? And we talked. Um, we we've done a podcast about concerts, and when you're at a concert and they're playing instruments, you have this feel of the bass. Oh, yeah. Right? You have this feel of the bass that it's all around you, and it has a loud... Before they're playing guitar, like playing their guitars or their drums, you've got like this... Reverberation. Reverberate. Like you get this feel of the bass lines when they start up. Oh, yeah. How it was edited, how it looked in this particular movie when they walk out there and they started playing their the instruments, you can you can edit a movie or you can mix a movie incorrectly. And that thing just to me popped. Like that got me hooked. Just how that entrance, him walking out, the sound in the theater that I was in. Yeah, the sound it, was great. It gave you that loud sound, but not loud in an incorrect way sure and that first song that they played stuck like it was stuck in my head how they walked on the stage how he was playing how they viewed it from behind now <laughs> that song is real that that that's actually a good song no song was fine the vocals have their bits and pieces of problems. The guitar solo has its bits and pieces of problems. But they played, like, that is them playing that song 100%. Like, that is that is not an act. They, they were at a music festival that those guys were performing at. They switched things up real quick. Bradley Cooper came out. They filmed it all in one shot. Played the song. Out he went. So, like, that was at an actual music festival that was all 100% legit. But that song, like, that song stuck into my head. And that presentation that we got, that's what got me off on the right foot. It started to get me right. It, It did. The sound was great. The location was great. He walks out. They start playing the song. And I do not know what that cameraman was doing. But I felt for a moment... Like I was maybe watching Star Trek for for a moment with the freaking lens flares that were happening. And if you want me to believe that he is actually playing the guitar, why don't you show me? So every single shot, you did not, you you saw the neck. You saw a portion of the neck Mm -hmm. of the guitar. You never saw where the pickup was. Not once. It never went down there. So it looked like he was faking it the entire time, even if he wasn't. Even if he wasn't. Yep. Presented maybe not as how it should no, have been no, presented. No, that was that and that 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 kicked me out of the movie just immediately as soon as I saw that. The annoyance of the lens flare and it looks like it's fake. Not a great start in hmm. terms of cinematography. For yeah, me. so we had the opposite effect. Like yeah. that one I was like, oh hey man, I'm I'm hooked because I was hooked on the sound and the presentation of the the things and I was just like oh, okay. if it could have kept it the sound was great I loved the sound but as soon as I saw that first flare and the way it was kind of shaky cam and I'm not really looking in the right place ever <laughs> that that annoyed the crap out of me 
Um, and besides the fact that it was Rocket singing the song, <laughs> so, but so that was a that was a small problem for me. And but the thing is, it wasn't just on that song. Anytime he was on the guitar throughout the entire movie, with maybe one exception, you got to see his left hand on the neck actually doing something. You never, never saw the pickup. You you didn't, and you saw there was a solo. I remember that they showed him doing stuff like way down at the base of the neck, you know, doing his little solo. And it looked awkward. It was real. Yeah, it looked awkward. It didn't look natural. But maybe that maybe that was part of it. Although he was playing everything, it didn't look natural. Yes. So it didn't look natural on film. Correct. It didn't look natural how it was filmed. And maybe that's just like you you can practice playing the guitar and be decent at it, but you can't practice looking like you're actually playing the guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, maybe that was the thing that they're trying to protect, that, okay, he could do it, but it's not looking the way we want it to look. Correct. It doesn't look, doesn't look natural. So maybe that's why they were, they were shielding, you know, quick edits and the cuts and the flares were to have that flashy I'm a rock star look and feel to it without showing the intricacies of actually playing the guitar. Yeah, just a guess. Yeah, that just made my blood boil. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the the average person on that, but I that every time it happened, I'd start to get into doing something. They'd go out on stage and they would pull something like that. And it's just like, stop it. Uh, nails down a chalkboard for me. Um, but that wasn't the only thing. There were some There were some odd cuts even without that. I mean, when they were doing the filming of Conversation, that was dead on. And I didn't have any issues with what they did with that. In fact, at the end of the movie, uh, after the, the pullback from, the, uh, from the, the house in the woods where his truck is, all you see is just maybe something swinging. In through, the garage door. In window. the garage door. That was handled superbly. It was the right angle, it was the right lighting, it was the right distance, everything was perfect. Uh, and there are several things that they did that, and that's why it felt so inconsistent, because they, they would just absolutely nail some things and then completely mess up other things. Well, that I think that goes back to, like, that intro scene was shot in one take. Yeah. So a lot of those other scenes were probably done in five takes, and you mm. can pick the best one, and sure. you can switch things around. But all the performances... Since they were recorded live, they probably didn't do them a whole bunch of times. They did one, and the sound was really good. They nailed the performance. They might not have nailed the camera work within yeah. those performances. I'm, I'm guessing that's part of it, too. i just guessing. And, uh, I mean, that, that was my biggest problem. I mean, there were, there were other little things here. There were some, there were some strange choices uh, uh, lingering on a shot when, towards the beginning of the movie when uh, when uh, Lady Gaga's character is uh, Ali is picked up by his driver and it's in kind of a dark area and they're driving out and it kind of lingers on that shot for no reason I could come up with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like it could have been snipped a bit. Just I a think I remember bit. that one too. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't know who... I'm sure they had somebody who's been editing movies for a long time, yeah. but when you're the director and you think you think you've got the shot, and you know he's not really done it before, so maybe he thinks he's got the shot, and he'll learn, he'll get better at it, and maybe that goes back to the cinematography piece of it. 
he's not the cinematographer, but he can control how he wants it to look. He can dictate how he wants it to look. I just think the one, the one thing that you can't control are those. You have this stage with this crowd at this time for this long. Yeah. And that's it. So like you gotta if you nail the like you 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 pick you pick and you choose right. So they nailed the performance, but they didn't nail the cinematography piece of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, whereas they may have might have nailed the cinematography, but if the performance failed, then you can't really. Take it. Use it yeah. or, or, or dub it over because they didn't want to do that. Well, so. and there are other things, too, like uh, the couple of instances where they're having her learn her dance moves. They use some really strange camera angles on that, like, I'm going to film you from around the corner. <laughs> it's, or, like, behind, like, there were doors or there were bars or there were things, like, they would be behind yeah, the bars filming with those in between. Maybe they're trying to get the fe- the feeling of oh, you're actually there, and you're kind of a, a fly on a wall. And all I'm getting is I can't see anything. Yeah, maybe, maybe you should move forward just a little bit. Uh, so I mean, there were things like that that were just speckled throughout the film that I that was that was one of my biggest annoyances. Yeah, but you know. It was made up for a little bit by the other stuff that they did really, really well. Oh, yeah. So what would you give that out of a uh, 20? Uh, well, because of my partialness to the opening to the opening one, um, I'm definitely going to go high, uh, higher marks on that one. So do a, do a 16 on okay. that one. I, even with the problems, I still gave it a 14 because, you know, they while they were really annoying, I'm... I'm Maybe nitpicking just a little bit on it, but it's it was enough to pull me out of the movie a couple times. So, yeah, 14 for me. All right. So now we go to our final sort of final-ish category, uh, not counting bonus points, the plot. Okay. So the plot is not original. That's not a criticism. It's just... At its core, it's not original, yeah. right? Yeah. So they've expanded upon the original plot and exactly. made it their own. Exactly. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. They had solid footing to go with, and they wanted... What did you feel that they were trying to say with this movie? I don't know if it was... I feel like the relationship was established, but it wasn't well established from like a, a love and bonding standpoint. It was the name of the movie is "A Star Is Born," so it's, it should be about the character becoming coming from next to nothing to becoming more than something. You know, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like sure. her evolution, and I think what it ended up being was not about her. But about her, not about him, but about him, right? You know what I'm saying? Like intertwine, quite decide. Yeah, like what was the main driver in this? And the 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 pacing, I think, has to do with the plot as well, too. Like her ascension to superstar, just it didn't appear out of nowhere, but they paced it as it appeared out of nowhere. So, like, um. You know, like it's hard to tell what time is passing yes. in the movie, and and there weren't plot holes per se. Everything was explained to an extent, um, foreshadowing. If you oh, re- yeah. if you remember at the beginning of the movie when they're driving around in town, they look up at the big neon sign, and there's 
whole bunch of nooses. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, like yeah. hmm. You're like, okay. And then when he's talking with his uh, counselor. counselor about mm-hmm. what he Attempted. what he did, um, you don't get the deep hurt and sense of pain or loneliness developed in that character that you're like at the at the end like well, oh my gosh you're like oh, like why why did he do that again they they give reasoning they just don't flesh it out real well yeah yeah and then the little one off manager person comes in and basically calls him trash and then is gone like that's the trigger yeah, yeah like huh you know it's just like the, that that's where the pacing thing comes into me. Like that, just like we, we we left, I left wanting more explanation, diving more into certain things, if you will. Yeah, it didn't. <clears throat> I will say throughout the course of the movie, I was never at a never really at a lull. Sometimes you get a movie that's two and a half hours long, two fifteen. There are certain spots where you're just like, I wish I could check my phone. <laughs> looking around, like, okay, what's going on here? You know, I was engrossed in the movie the no, whole time. No, no. So, like, that, I, I can't say that that ever just drained me from a plot standpoint. Like, like, uh, this is boring. What's they, what are they doing here? You know, like. And it still had the tear-jerking part when they when they wanted you to, to hit that emotional low. They were able to do that. Yep. But, okay. So, all right. So, here are some of the problems that I had. There are generally two types of relationship developments that you can do in a movie reliably. You can do the, we're going to realize that we love each other over the long term, and that's kind of the whole thing of the movie. Or we madly fall instantly in love, and they have to be handled very differently. I don't think they handled this one very well. I did not get the, they seem to be trying to do the latter, but it felt really awkward. Yeah, like it was a it was an instant love story, but not. But not. It was a longing. We're going to stick together forever. We've developed our love for each other, but not. But not. It, yeah. It, so it, it couldn't. It, it didn't gel in either of those categories, and it seemed to kind of not be able to make up its mind what it wanted to be on that. <clears throat> yeah, and and maybe that's part of the story thing. So like. If the if the story was about him, mm. which she came along and the story became about her, maybe the, you know what I'm saying. Like maybe that's got the reasons why it's a love story, but not a love story, and why that you know it. A lot of it. I don't know. A lot of it could have been cleared up with better backstory. So throughout the movie, um, Jack's character is. You know, at the forefront, they talk a little bit about some of the things that happened to him in his past. Uh, what type of father his father was, the fact that his mother died, the, uh, and then his father died not too much longer after that. And he was old to begin with, and he has a half-brother, and, you know, their sort of strange relationship, and his losing his hearing, which is a major thing, but it's not a major thing. Because it's, it's something that's supposed to be, you know, it's obviously weighing on him, but the way it's presented doesn't quite fit. Well, did, and then he was losing his hearing, or did he have tinnitus? Yes. Which, which one was it? 
Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I guess you could have both. You can have both, and it's it. It's just it. He had some backstory, and little to no character development. I mean, he was still basically the same person at the end of the movie that he was at the beginning. He just had somebody that he loved enough that he is willing to hang himself. Is that the moral? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, no. Let's go to her instead. So, all right. So. We've got this woman that is working a job that she hates, and she's got a heck of a voice, and she writes songs, and she goes to this drag bar to perform because it's the place that she's comfortable and hasn't really ventured out and gets stumbled upon by this big star. Okay, and that gives her her break, her chance to kind of be the thing that she always wants to be. Why? What is her, uh, what is her story before? The, the beginning of the movie. Did they ever go into any of it? I don't remember it if they did. No, like she, in conversations with the Dice Man, they would talk a little smallish, briefish, just tiny snippets of things, but nothing with any detail or nothing no. with any background on it. No. Um, did we, maybe I'm missing it, but where was Where's Mom? Where's Mom? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that ever being gone over. If, if it was in there, it was so brief, I must have blinked and it was gone. So all of the location, all of her motivation has to come from this past. There's no past. So it seems a little weak in that regard. And then her <clears throat> transition to pop superstar. I never thought that she wanted to be a pop superstar. No, no. She wanted to be a performer. She wanted to do her own thing. She even mentioned that she wanted to do her own thing, but then she just let them do whatever she they wanted to do. And that was his whole thing. You need to go back to being you. And so, But it was, but it wasn't. No, this is me. Well, is it or isn't it? Yeah. Either I, it isn't and you should be hurt and kind of say, oh, you're right, I need to be me, or I've changed and this is who I am now. But they never go either direction. They don't yeah. really explore it either way. Okay, fine. Well, this can be alleviated with some very strong secondary characters. Okay, so you've got his brother, played by Sam Elliott, who's in like five scenes. Helping to put him into a bed once, getting punched Punch, in another. Punched another one. He showed up for SNL. SNL. You know, he's in a couple things. Strange relationship. Brings him back from rehab. Um, it was at the very end. On they were talking about their relationship or whatever. So what did he do? Oh, he, he he was out working. Really, working doing what? Why why did he? There was really no character development with him, uh, no background with him. So how is this relationship really working? There's sort of a sorry point where he finally comes to the realization that you should have been treating him better, and you were the one I looked up to all along. Okay. Okay, so that's one fairly strong secondary character. Now, another really strong secondary character. There isn't one. There are no other strong secondary characters. There was her friend who... Was at the very beginning and the very end and did nothing. Did nothing. There was... Her dad. Dad. Who was at the very beginning, a little bit in the middle, and the end, and talked about Sinatra. Okay. There was the manager guy. The manager guy, yes. He had like three to four scenes. 
where he was kind of okay. Mm, I don't know about him. He's sleazy. He's an ass. And that's basically, he actually got the most. <laughs> You're nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> at the end. You know, that, that was pretty much it. Okay. It's for all that's there, there's not much there. Yeah. But see, I think the reason that that gets overlooked a lot is the talent of the people and how it's presented in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So sure. the talent sure. the talent overrides all of those loopholes that you see in that. Like I I all I remember on this phone in the, in this I remember a lot about the movie, but I was definitely drawn into it. But I was missing something. Yeah. You shouldn't have that feeling of missing something throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And I didn't get into the whole movie. It's more in the middle. Yes. So, like, remember I said from a pacing standpoint, it just changed in the middle. Yeah. And it's not, what were we talking about? The, gosh, was it Predator? Was it, what, what movie were we talking about? The beginning was this, and all of a sudden, at the, maybe it was the Predator. Like, where the beginning well, the Predator's was. Predator's ending was just ridiculously dumb. Like, we, we saw a line where it just, like, it just drew it, and it just was, it failed after that. <laughs> and this wasn't like that. No, no. It this wasn't, wasn't that, that's not like this, it but had you could see. a really see, strong beginning. It knew where it wanted to end, but in the middle, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was that's why I can't give it a very high score on 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 the plot side of things. I, it's just I don't think it was thought through too much. Well, okay, that, let me rephrase that. That's not fair. I don't think that the writing they were trying to do too many things at the same time and couldn't quite decide where they wanted to be, and that resulted in a, in a muddled presentation that threw off the viewer in the middle of the film. Pardon me. Well, try to do that all in one breath and it didn't work so well. The analytical viewer. I think the general masses on the. We, maybe because we've watched too many or maybe because we go into it. I try not to go into a movie as if I'm going to analyze the movie. I try to just go on and watch the movie, but then I come out analyzing it. And then later on, after we talk about it, then I analyze it even more. I think the general audience. That is going to go and watch this movie. They're not going to analyze anything of it. No. They're just going to see the performances in front of their face, and they're going to enjoy the movie. Yeah, that's no kind doubt. of that's kind of how I see this particular movie. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's, it's not, and I'm not saying this wasn't an enjoyable film because I did enjoy it. Um, you know, talking about watching Predator, I would watch this over Predator any day of the week, probably twice on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, but back to our final, the, the biggest category that we had the most issues with, which was the plot. Yeah. So how many points do you think the plot is worth on this one? I don't want to ding it too much because it, it although it's missing certain things, it has certain elements that keep it afloat from being just like a complete failure. This isn't the Justice League movie. No, no, not um, by any stretch. Fourteen is what I get. Fourteen, I would probably give it a twelve. I mean, I I just couldn't get past character. Character is just too important, and you can't always depend on the star power just just to power you through. It's it's good enough for an initial view, but if you want to actually have a film where you're saying something and for it to matter, which is what this kind of a film is meant to be, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't work too well. All right, any bonus points or anything that you want to give? 
Well, I, I want to make sure that my point total is in the 80s. <laughs> well, let's take a quick look. Uh, see, you got. <laughs> it's right now, right at 80. Okay, so let me do. Okay. <clears throat> I want to keep my grades how they are, but I want to do. I'm going to do my biggest bonus points awarded ever. I want to do three bonus points. All right. I want to move this up from the 80 to right. a, a, a different spot. I want to put I want to put the bonus points in there for general audience viewability of this movie That's true. and for the fact that in a lot of the movies that are music based um, that I don't watch, but things. Things where they're not musicals, but there's a lot of singing and performing in the movies. The people in the movies do a lot of the performing of those things, but they record it and then it gets dubbed sure. in the acting piece. Where all of these things, they actually perform them as they were filming them. So I got to give props to that. That That's fair. Uh, I don't know if I would give three points to that. Um, I might give one. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's strictly to get it to a certain level of, of score. Yeah. That's what that's my whole purpose. Well, mine, I do have one bonus point, um, and that was literally just Don was. That was such a little treat to see for somebody that, somebody like me, that the type of music that I grew up on and the, and the music that I liked and the, the stuff that he produced. Also, not just that he played. Uh, it was kind of just, just a little treat, just a kind of, ooh, that's, that's something I wasn't going to expect. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give it one bonus point for that. That's fair. All right. So that brings our grand totals. Uh, Richard, you hit 83 because you're at 80. Because my, my bonus point. So that, that puts you in the, uh, in the solid B range yep. for this film. Uh, my score ends up at a 74, which is still a solid C. I mean, uh, I find that very viewable and very enjoyable. Uh, you know, so I mean, I think that's that's right about right. Yeah, yeah. I once again, I'll go into. This is not my type of movie. I would not have chosen this movie ordinarily, but I'm I'm glad that I did see it. And once again, I, I feel like in a movie that has a lot of music in it, if you know that it's at least passable good it hooks people in if you're listening to the music that is produced from the movie certainly and i like i said i've listened to the the soundtrack multiple times already a few songs more more so from the soundtrack of this movie so i i came out of this movie pleasantly surprised with how much i enjoyed the movie definitely so what we need to know now for anybody that's listening to this particular review if you saw this film, what did you think? Uh, we have an entire section. It's 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 so lovely on our website where you can go in and you can give your own ratings or you can tell us that we have obviously missed the mark completely on something or or that you say, you know, you know, hallelujah to the choir or whatever. Oh, we've missed the mark for sure. <laughs> but uh, definitely let us know on our on our website. You know where it is, www.everybodylovespudding.com. It's in the forums. But also we will, as always, you know, let you know what's going on through our Facebook and our and our Twitter profiles. Uh, 
at Pudding Guys. Pudding Guys. And at Real Pudding Guys. Um, but, you know, if there's if there's uh, any chance that uh, – any chance that uh, – you think that you have just one one little thing that we missed. We would love to hear it. Let us know. Mm-hmm. The plot is like this because of this. They said this in the middle of the movie when they were talking of this. I can't believe you missed that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I understand now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we want, we like the feedback. We read the feedback. We've done podcasts because of the feedback, you know, so we've, we pay attention. Oh, and of course, tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we need some uh, we need some views from your friends and some ideas for some stuff. So, um, also give us feedback on what types of podcasts in general you like from us too. So that means a lot as well. Absolutely. And until next time, have a wonderful day, evening, morning, afternoon. <laughs>